What is up, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast, your favorite podcast. Sitting across from me, as always, now full time, all locked in and loaded, Frankie Cardicelli. Frankie, my question to you is now that you're full time, are you going to buy tickets to the Field of Dreams game? Two thousand bucks a ticket. Took into consideration, yeah. uh, maybe front row behind home plate. You know, because we we were paid so well. Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, uh, very, very. I'm just kidding. I'm happy for the opportunity. Ooh, very, very happy. Make me throw in some laugh tracks. In yeah. <laughs> very happy Ooh. to uh to yeah. I get to be. This gets to be my job now. I yeah. get to you know join join you up on the the full time. Welcome to payroll. Payroll, <laughs> and I get to cover Kings games. Talk about this this wonderful team that we all. Love and and uh, use as a form of therapy. Uh, if the Kings were therapy, you think it'd be like the worst type of therapy on the planet? Like, do you think if the Kings were therapists, <laughs> would they have their license revoked? Like, yes. Well, in the fir- after the first session, or yeah, they always. I mean, everyone who watches sports like maniacs like we do, like says that sports is the escape. There's from no real way. life, but it's really funny because as a Kings fan, like real life is the escape from hell. Yeah, I, I feel worse. Uh, watching sports yeah. <laughs> most times, yeah. like it doesn't make me. I don't think it's ever ever therapeutic to be like, "Oh, the Kings play tonight." Yeah, like I love the Kings and like yeah. I'm happy it's my job, which I don't want to get off off yeah. the the main point. I love the Kings and I'm happy to be doing this job. But um, now therapy will be able to yeah. to. Uh, well, I've never like watched not. Fixer Upper and been like, "Oh my God, she's going with the sh- oh, she should have gone with the marble <laughs> tile." Like this is this is gonna ruin the whole season. Like now she's just gonna be thinking about like now. So yeah, what what is it like for people out there like that yeah. that don't like sports at all? Because HGTV fans I, or... I mentioned to someone uh, I was getting my oil changed uh, at Jiffy Lube, and I mentioned to someone it was in Yuba City. I said, hey, I said I, I uh, she, she said, what do you do for for work or whatever? Because I was wearing yeah. uh, a nice shirt that day, and I was like, oh, I work for you know radio station. I covered the Sacramento Kings and. She was like, "What's that?" I was like, "Oh, it's, what? it's a basketball What's team." What's a radio station? <laughs> like the Sacramento <laughs> yeah, Kings, are, they're they're a basketball yeah. team. Like I I write for like write articles, and you know, she's like, "Oh, okay." Is that like, uh, like what is it? like it's like a, a, like a basketball like a, team, like a professional, like NBA? She's like, "Oh, cool." I'm like, "Is that basketball?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you, "Do you ever watch?" No. Okay. How old are we talking? Like a... she was like 28. Like I'm 27. Oh, wow. She's like yeah. my age, yeah. and uh, she's like, "Well, I'm from LA, so I don't know." I'm like, "Oh, like, oh, so you mean the, the place that has." Like, Two of them. The Lakers. I'm like, you know, the Lakers, like LeBron James. She's like, uh huh. Just like, yeah. I just shrugged. I'm like, oh, okay. It's it's whatever. What a freak. Dude. People have different what a interests. Weirdo. People have different <laughs> yeah. interests. That's not lost on yeah. me. It's not lost on me. But uh, it is usually strange too. And like, what do they do for fun? That's no, a great question because no sometimes I mean, especially with the pandemic, I've I've been working from home all pandemic and like I'll just be sitting there and yes for for any bosses listening I do work during the day but then you know come like two o'clock I'm like what am I supposed to do for the rest of like I just am waiting until the games come on so that then they're just on in the background as I'm continually doing nothing how bad of a feeling is it like when your team like I'm not talking about the Kings because the Kings haven't had a big game in a while (laughs) Uh, but like for you the Vikings or me the Yankees like they have a playoff game or something big coming up, and like the game's at five, and you're just sitting there it's like the at, at noon, just like it's the worst. Yeah, like, five hours. Yep. 
and until, I have to keep hell, waiting. Honestly, until, until five hours until I'm just a mess. It's just the like, whole the whole day is gonna be could yeah. be ruined uh, in the first inning or first quarter because yeah. that's how I am right now at the Yankees. Like they're back in the playoff race and they play in the Field of Dreams game yeah. tonight, and I'm just already thinking ahead to. I'm so excited for this game. Every game is big right now. And they're just going to get their asses kicked, yeah. like in the first inning by the White Sox. Yeah. So no, I definitely have that fe- as a Vikings fan that that really hits home because the amount of times, especially yeah, for playoff games where it's like, all right, Sunday, Sunday's coming. <laughs> we're play. Oh, we're play- we're playing the Eagles. Okay, yeah. Well, we had that you know the miracle last week, so that'll go great. And then just get washed fifty six to three or whatever the hell it was. Like it's. Yeah, no, like it's it's uh, sports aren't therapy. Is the point we're making? It's not therapy because. Well, I'm trying to think. You've had you've had the Yankees win when you were a kid. I rooted for the Giants when they were winning championships. The six, like the pinnacle, is is great. Is it even remotely close to? Making up for like the regularness of being a franchise, I don't think so. Like being, you know, I don't know. Maybe being a Spurs fan was pretty great for like or like a for, Patriots for their fan. whole lives. Well, you were, like, a, you know, you were a Yankee fan growing up. I'm sure that was great. But well, I mean, well, it's almost you were like, young, I so it's almost yeah, like you didn't know, I didn't know. what the opposite and I, was. I didn't become a fan until like two. Again, the, the first year, like I was nine, and I became a fan in 04. The first and year you were nine. The not first the second year, year where you were nine. The first year was <laughs> uh, was 2004, yeah. which we know that's the year the Yankees blew a 3-0 lead. So we do know this. Yeah, we. I mean, oh. we we. I know it. I mean, I say we. It's like. <laughs> We all know it's right. <laughs> maybe you don't. Maybe you shouldn't. Let's let's forget about it. But um, yeah, it's not that much therapy. It, here's my point. I love this job because it makes it easier for me <laughs> to. Back full circle. It disassociates me a little bit from it. Like I, I I was a fan, and I've learned a lot over the years about trying to, to distance that part of me. And and it's hard. I still won't. I never will. I mean, we never will. Um, we love the team, and we cover them, and we cover them for a partnering station. So yeah, we're gonna come off a little more positive sometimes. Mm. But when things get bad, we're still going to be, you know, we're going to hold people accountable. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be happy. That's for no, sure. we're not going to be happy. It's 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 it, we're 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 now part of the media scene with the Sacramento Kings. So it's cool that I get to officially say it's my job and that we get to do it for our work. And um, again, though, it's not therapy. It is definitely not therapeutic. It's, uh, you you saying that this is again we're we're going to get into actual Kings topics eventually, but uh, you saying that about how the, the Yankees, off season, yeah, how the <laughs> yeah people are really clamoring to hear what we think about if Tobias's summer league is going to transfer to the NBA. Well, Tristan Thompson, when most improved player, we don't know. I call him. Find out later. What are you going to say about after the break? Uh, you saying the Yankees blowing the uh, the three out lead? I thought we weren't going to talk about yes. that. I'm sorry. It reminded me of something that happened yesterday on the Carmichael Dave Show. Jay, Jay Mars, listing off the past 50 NBA champions, which is I didn't believe you Rain you Man level. I just told him. I, I, I was on the phone with you yesterday, yep. and Chris said to me, did you see Jay's like segment on the Carmichael Dave Show where he named every NBA Finals winner from the last like 60 years? I'm like, there's no way he did that. Watch the video. If anyone out there is, is listening, go to KHK.com, and it should be on the, the homepage. Yeah. Watch Jay Mars name off every championship, yes. and he wasn't reading a list. No. There's no, video yeah. proof. I edited that video. I put in the like overlays of the Celtics banners and of the, the, the list of the champions. That is not to hide anything. That was merely just me showing you, like, no, this fool is literally nailing year after year. And he's just, like, 
there's rapid a, fire. a couple seconds where you know it'll cut in between the uh, the photos, and you'll see he is literally just. 74, Celtics, 75, 6. It was, a lot, seven, of, it was a lot of Celtics and Lakers, yes. which they each combined for like I think yeah, half, half of those. Half the championships. Um, and then it's like LeBron and, and Kobe yeah. and the rest. But it's not as hard. Well, Lakers, I mean, but. I shouldn't say it's not as hard as you would think, but it is. Uh, Most tough. There, I'm sure there's a rhythm to it that is like, okay, it's Celtics 11. And then whatever, then I and then, mean the random the Celtics, years. And, if, I mean, it got easy for, for a, a decade because the Celtics literally won eight in a yes, row. So. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, they did. They, they or they won like did. seven, eight. It was, it was something uh, like that. I think they, they won eight in a row. Did they? Eight it was either eight or nine, and then they won another two. Let's pull it up. Because Bill Russell's got a le- Bill Russell, as my friends like to say, has one on his toes. Can you believe that Kings fans eight <laughs> finals in a row? Bill Russell uh, has more finals appearances the, than we will. The Boston ever Celtics. Have. They won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They won ten. I'm sorry, 11 and 12, uh, 11 and 13 years they won. Yeah. And the two losses, one was to Wilt. One was to, yeah, one was to was Wilt. Another of the Lakers, which I don't think they is lost, a Wilt team. They would have nine-peated. They <laughs> lost, uh, Insane. they lost in the playoffs. They lost in the semifinals. To the Sixers? They lost in the semifinals. And then in 1958, which would have been their second in a row, they, uh, they lost in five games. Or six games, excuse me, to the St. Louis Hawks. St. Louis Hawks. So, anyways, uh, shout out that. Do you think you can name how many? Do you think you can name since two thousand? Two thousand. Two thousand. That would be uh, the Lakers' first one. Two thousand Lakers. Two thousand one Lakers. Two thousand two Lakers should be the Kings. Yeah. Two thousand three Spurs. Two thousand three was Spurs. Oh four was Pistons. Gotcha. Oh five was. Don't tell me oh five. No, I, Spurs. Oh, five yep. was Spurs because David Robinson retired. Oh, yep. six, uh, Mavericks. Uh, Heat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, but you already yeah. – because uh, Dirk, they beat yeah. the Heat in 2011. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. Heat, uh, oh, seven, Spurs, oh, eight, Celtics, oh, nine, Lakers, ten, Lakers, eleven. Uh, Just said it. No. Eleven? Who won it in 2011? Lakers, Lakers won back to back. After the Lakers won, I think it was Dallas. It was Dallas. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. God. Yeah. I was like, sorry, you just said it. Yeah. Then the Heat. Then the Heat and the Spurs. Then the Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Warriors, Raptors, uh, Bucks, Bucks. Yep. Congratulations. Cool. We got 20 years. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. CJ. Anyways, not that impressive. <laughs> it's the off season. We're in full swing. <laughs> we do have a couple of cool things coming up though. Chris and I had this uh, this idea. Um, I think next week, we're or the week after, we're going to formulate this cool thing. We're going to draft a Sacramento Kings all-time team. We're going to create a pool of players. We're going to draft a starting five uh, from that pool. Six man and a, a six coach. man and a coach. We're going to put that out as a poll. If they're available on 2K, we could maybe play each other. I don't know. Ooh. They're probably not all available, though. Probably not. I mean. Like, maybe. I'd say a, a good. Maybe if we do, like. You know, if we're including like tiny Archibald well, and stuff like that. Well, it's only Sacramento era. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think Mitch Richmond's even on 2K. 2K he might no. be on the Warriors, like the classic Warriors. That's no, the Warriors point. had yeah. the, the, their classic teams with KD, I think. Yeah. Well, they have, I don't play 2K anymore. I but, don't either. I'm uh, 2020. I know they have like their, like in their ultimate team, the My Team, they have like every, they'll for sure have like that Mitch card, but like in terms of. If the Kings. Like playing, play now. Or if whatever. the Kings make. 
a big trade like for Siakam or Simmons, then I'll, I'll buy two K. I think I'll buy the new one if they if they stay pat. If they stand pat That's, with this. I'm not gonna buy it because what's the point? point? Like I want to be able to play with them online and stuff like that. I I, I loved it when I was younger. Um, playing with them online like in 2014 15 but they just got clapped by everybody it just didn't really yeah so they yeah they used to they 2k like introduced tier systems i remember and yeah like, we were the yeah, kings were third they were always in the bottom tier and, and i was you, like oh i can smack the bulls and the Pelicans and, like, and whatever nope yeah <laughs> no yeah exactly nope, nope you it was literally just demarcus in those times like you would have to play demarcus and just feed that ben macklemore also was a pretty good 2k player yeah, i couldn't figure him out but people would always tell me like he ben was. is so nice rudy gay Darren Collison, i was trash with rudy really yeah was he was so one bad. of the best 2k players yeah, he I was like so trash he would just him. soar from yeah. the key and just dunk on four people yeah. and it'd be like Okay. I, I used to be really nice with Tyreek because Tyreek was like in 2012. I couldn't figure they him out. They had this dumb glitch where like you could take like euros from like the three-point line. So if you just smash the, what is it, euro buttons like double X or whatever on yeah. Xbox, he would like do a euro but from three and it would be like the same Who? stats as like his euro stats. So it would be like an 85 or whatever. Who was the best Kings 2K player of all time? Well, if I'm including that cheat, it was definitely Tyreek for me. But, um, I mean, De'Aaron's probably pretty damn good. I've played with De'Aaron before, and he's just so fast that, like, it's you can literally get the ball from inbound and just run to the paint. He's very fast. And so it's stupid. Um, Rudy Gay is a good shot. I have to say Rudy Gay. Yeah, Rudy Gay is probably a good shot. I score 40 of him every time I play with him. He Because yeah. he, he can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. He was athletic. And he, for some reason, just was like LeBron, like a He's the Le- LeBron James like version on that 80, game. 85, whatever you he want to give. Like, like, he is the mid of. He was. You know, he, he'll he do a little bit of everything. It's kind of like Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Where, like, he'll do a little bit of everything okay, at least in the game. But, like, he's not, you know, you can't ISO. Well, you probably could ISO Rudy in yeah. that. You definitely can't ISO Harrison. But he, um, just a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting to look at like back at that. I think I put a tweet out a long time ago saying that Rudy Gay was dominant, and I just had a flashback because yeah, he he was. So that's a good conversation to have. And went out there. Who, what do you think? Who's yeah, the best Kings two K player the, of all time? Yeah. Some might say Buddy Heald. I've heard Buddy Heald can knock yeah, down threes. Um, De'Aaron Boogie. I could never really figure out Boogie. He was I tough. Would just feed him. That's, he, would, he was tough. Yeah, just pump fake, pump fake. Jason Thompson. Oh Dope. Jesus! Um, Speaking yo, of Thompson, no sorry, I know. Yeah, we will. Uh, Quincy Acey. I used to play Quincy. Ooh. I would, I would take out Jason Thompson, put Quincy Acey at the four. He could shoot. He was like six eight, so like he couldn't really rebound. But Jimmer, would, yo, Jimmer <laughs> also was nice. He was wet. You would have to like feed him, but yeah, very. Nice. Uh, anyways, anyway, uh, sorry. you said Jason <laughs> Those Thompson. Were the good days. <laughs> the only uh, some some little housekeeping here. Uh, roster yes. moves or. or Transactions. The long-awaited Tristan Thompson trade was finally completed. Uh, The Kings have acquired 2016 NBA champion, uh, Kardashian alumni, alumnus, uh, (laughs) Tristan Thompson, uh, in exchange for DeLon Wright. So we talked about it before. Now it's official. Sad to see DeLon Wright go. Kind of had to happen when when they drafted Davion Mitchell. Uh, But Tristan Thompson now comes in. He's played a lot of center, played a lot of power forward. I believe that the Kings are bringing him in if the Alex Len deal still does happen, which it hasn't been announced yet. That's the only free agency deal that's been rumored that the Kings have not come out and announced yet. Mm-hmm. Mo Harkless has been announced. Um, Sean Holmes coming back and Terrence Davis. Alex Len has reportedly signed a two-year deal, but it hasn't been announced yet. But I think that 
the idea is Tristan Thompson is going to be playing some power forward on, off the mm. bench because right now, if you look at the Kings' depth at the at the forward position, if this is the roster the Kings are rolling out next season, uh, the depth right now is Fox, Halliburton, Barnes, Bagley, and Holmes in the starting lineup, and then the bench Mitchell, Davis, or Heald, if Buddy Heald is still here, um, Mo Harkless, Tristan Thompson, Alex Len. That would be the second unit. Do you think, Chris, they're they're bringing him in with the idea of playing him in in a forward role, or do you think the Alex Len deal possibly might be off the table and they're going to have Tristan Thompson play backup center? I think they'd probably bring in Tristan to play backup center. I just don't think he's mobile enough to play the four. I I feel like in with that being the case, they would probably whatever you know at the moment they still have buddy they'd probably put terrence davis at the three put scoot mo over to the four where they had him play play small a ball. lot last year and uh yeah play tristan at at five not that they'll ever go hockey subs five in five out but um i i just i don't see how it makes any other sense any other way i really i and the tristan len having them both is a little perplexing and then you throw on the fact i don't know if you mentioned it that not, that, not uh, yet no no damian jones that damian jones got his option picked up it just it's 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 clunky it's not clunky it's just it's a log jam of they all do a little bit different like tristan and len kind of end up getting you the same kind of production they're but bruisers they do you know? different yeah they do it a little differently alex is seven two or whatever he is and he's massive tristan's 610 but uses his body like Alex would. Um I just yeah again to me the the issue with Tristan playing the four is is just mobility. Like Marvin, we see how athletic he is. He moves the floor beautifully. You can put him next to another big guy and not really risk everything, you know, slowing down too much. But if you put Tristan at the four, Alex Len at the five, you better be running half court offense and and defensively I, I mean, Tristan does pretty well or used to do pretty well on switches. I've didn't watch him at all in the past like two seasons since he's been out of the playoffs. Since, uh, since th- those finals, yeah, era, he was, that, that era ended, yeah. and he was fine on those. He teams. would hold his own. I mean, he would he play. Would. He, he would play center for them in those in those uh, rotations, and he would get switched on Steph constantly. Big minutes and, too. Meaning the most meaningful minutes you, you can mm-hmm. play in in the game of basketball. Yep. He has experienced, so which yep. is which is great in the most dangerous situation. I would maybe say in finals history. I mean, going against Steph Curry in that offense and. Being the big man out there who is knowing, like, yeah, man, like, they're going to hunt you. They're going to put you in switches, and the goal is to get you to guard Steph. And I I can, like, so vividly in my mind picture so many times Tristan guarding Steph. And, yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to get abused when you're 6'10", guarding the greatest offensive weapon maybe ever. Uh, but I remember Tristan Thompson holding his own and being a formidable perimeter defender. And and if he can continue to do that, I like I said, I didn't really watch him too much last year. But um, that that would be very welcome. And maybe I, maybe I'll eat crow on on saying he can't play the four and and knocking his mobility. But um, I just I don't see it. No, it, they. I think it's weird. I think it's a weird. It's fit a weird regardless. trade. They they brought him on. I I want to say the the main. Like the the marquee factor here is is his toughness. He's he's a tough guy. He doesn't take any anything from anybody. Uh, kind of like what Mo Harkless brings too. Like where they they aren't going to back down from any challenge or anyone that's trying to to ruffle feathers. And the the scenario with Chimezi Metu being being put on his back last year gets brought up a lot with the with the Jonas Valanciunas uh, ordeal. No one stepped up and got in his face. And it's like yeah, I mean that 
that was kind of the Kings don't really have any guys that are super confrontational. I'd say Tristan Thompson and Mohark was both are guys that are confrontational. Like they are, if someone's going to throw an elbow or a shoulder into them, they're going to come at them. They're going to come back at them. They're not going to. Alex Lynn also. Alex Lynn also. We saw. Uh, yeah. We saw when CJ, he got. Bro. Yep, CJ and Alex. He had the Notre Dame yep, fighting he had the Notre Irish Dame fight. He had the fist yeah. cocking ready to go. Uh, Alex Lynn too. So it, it is something I'm. I'm a little curious about. I don't think there's any Davion reason. Davion as well. We haven't seen Davion, Davion Mitchell. Seems very scrappy like too. Get yeah. In, um, get it in there. There's there's no reason for me to believe that Alex the Alex Lynn deal is falling through or isn't going to happen. It just. It hasn't been announced yet, and I think they used the biannual exception on yeah, him, which is the lesser, the lesser valued um, one, dollar valued one. We, we still have the mid level exception, which we just looked into, and and that's still yeah. available. And it's uh, nine mil, it, yeah, it's, I think it's nine and mil, and it goes up to ten point nine over the next couple of years. But it right now, the Kings are super top heavy at the center position. They're so yeah. heavy at the center position. If you name them off, Rashawn Holmes, Tristan Thompson, uh, Damian Jones, Alex Len. And Chemezi Metu is a forward, but yeah, he, he's, I would he's, say expanded to the big men in general. And yeah, Metu and uh, and and, 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 and So yep. there's plenty there's of <laughs> yes, and with yeah, with Bagley too. Bagley and Metu both have been centers at one point, or, mm-hmm. or have been tried out as center. The Kings have way too many options at center. But if you think about it, they also have a lot of guards yes, right now. And again, but this not is, no forwards. Why do they do this to me? I swear, this is what. I just, We're back in the hole of no no forward. I we just have don't understand how this happens. It's it's thin. the most valuable position to winning in the game, and we we're just neglecting. And I, Mo Harkless and Harrison Barnes are are two great starting points if you're trying to build a forward rotation on a good team. Though. On a good team. On a good team. On a good team. Not not a great team for sure. But, but like, put them on like um put them on the Atlanta Hawks. That's fine. Yeah, I think they're fine. That's that's they would. I think they would that follow would them well. They would give them great minutes. And the, the Kings, to your point, then yeah. I think we have like it's yeah. Like I I think we have enough there. It's just I we need some we need some depth. And, and it goes both ways too. Like I know it could say, oh yeah, what about the center? Like Rashawn? Yeah, Rashawn mm-hmm. Holmes. Centers. Rashawn Holmes is a very good center, mm-hmm. and he's he is a center who could be good. I think on any team. I think Rashawn Holmes can go on to any team and he'd make an impact. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox go on to any team, make an impact. Tyrese Halliburton, we're going to find out what his full potential is. Mm-hmm. I think this year, I do believe he's going to be in line to be the starting two guard, even if Buddy Heald is retained. I agree. Um, but the four position, Harrison Barnes had a, the best year of his career, probably, and good on him. He needs help, and yeah. the depth is is minuscule behind him. We're seeing Bob Woodard, uh, Robert Woodard II. He's struggling. We shouldn't even mention his name, honestly. Until like, and it's he, no disrespect, but like, we, we just shouldn't mention him as a as a. I don't want to say as a player, but like as an option at this point in time, he, no. Yeah, and until there is something bona fide, factual, leading if you think to about his it, development. at this moment, right now, Mo Harkless is the backup small four. But behind behind that, Lewis King's taking yeah. Bob Woodard's spot. Lewis mm-hmm. King is, and I know it's summer league, and people can't read in too deep. But even over the end of last season, Lewis King is is a more viable option. And was at, given minutes. And it was given minutes. He's a more viable option at the backup small forward mm-hmm. behind. Well, he's third string, but. If Harrison Barnes or Mo Harkless go down, which over the course of NBA seasons it does happen, our our third option is going to be Lewis King. Which hey, it's a third option, but this is why all these trade scenarios for the big swing for the fences move. The big uh, Pascal Siakam Ben Simmons deal becomes even more of a Mm -hmm. of of a priority. It's just the Kings need that other it factor, and it's got to be either a power forward or a small forward because the guards. 
we're set. Shooting guards and point guards, we're looking pretty good. At point guard and shooting guard, we have De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, Terrence Davis. Those are all guys I'm totally fine with rolling out at the guard spots. But small forward and power forward, for that matter, power forward even, you could say, is, is mm-hmm. just as pressing with Marvin Bagley. It's very questionable. And, and Tristan Thompson, Chimezi Metu. So when I say forward, I mean both those spots, small forward and power forward. Because right now, the Kings don't even really have a starting power forward. Because Marvin Bagley, we don't know what's going to be happening with him in a couple weeks here. So um, good on Monty building a great uh, quartet of, of guards. And the centers, hey, the depth, all bodies. The mean, depth is fine. Yeah, yeah, they're NBA bodies, that's for sure. But what's next? We need There needs mm-hmm. to be some forward depth. Mm-hmm. And it does, I mean, I think I speak for everyone when I say it feels like something is brewing, not just because we're being thrown in rumors left and right for Pascal and for Ben. And, you know, earlier there was Dame rumors. I think it just, uh, people are looking at the roster and saying, look, man, there's just, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Like it, it's not that it just doesn't fit all together. It doesn't seamlessly be like, Oh, okay. I see where you guys are trying to build. I see how you put in here. It's it's an awkward fitting roster, and like I mean, with especially with Buddy, it's it just it's all too it similar. Just doesn't it's all make it's sense. all the same. It's the same. Like this roster right now, again, just for for reference, everybody, the the starting lineup right now is De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes. What is wrong with that's the same exact starting lineup yep. that it, or put in Buddy Heald there? Sure, that's the exact same, same starting lineup that we opened the season up with last year, and then the bench. Mitchell, Davis, or Heeler Halliburton, uh, Mo Harkless, Tristan Thompson, Alex Len. This is just it's fine. it doesn't it doesn't move it's, the needle. We're better than where we started last year, but again, like we didn't make the playoffs last year. We didn't make the play in last year. If this team is marginally not marginally, if the the bench is better, but we don't have you know a higher ceiling really in terms of. You know, Does, besides besides player progression, the guys we currently have, like even we're we're hoping for an eight seed. Yeah, even if in a in a world where De'Aaron Fox doesn't get get COVID, uh, where Tyrese Halliburton doesn't hurt his knee, where Harrison Barnes doesn't get the adductor strain, I don't think the Kings make the play in anyway because Memphis down the stretch was so good, and and Golden State down the stretch was good until they got into the play, and then they they blew both games, but. I, the, the, the team. My point is, the team wasn't good enough to even get to the play-in last year. Even with, even with at full strength, I think they would have been on the outside looking in. Maybe by a game or we two. We finished twelfth, didn't we? We finished a couple because games the out. The Spurs were in front of us, also, correct? Uh, I, the, if I remember correct, I could definitely be wrong. I thought it went Golden State nine or Memphis nine, Golden State ten, and then I think the Spurs even edged us out at the end of the year. Yeah, because they picked after well, they we, they um, picked after us, so they definitely we had finished twelfth. We yeah. we finished in a tie with New Orleans, uh, but we were Chicago, two games out, yeah. and we didn't have the tiebreaker. So even if we would have won a couple more games, the tiebreaker is just as well. I mean, you got to look for it's sad because for a minute we were pacing ourselves with the Phoenix Suns, where it's like okay, they're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. It's not really going well for them. Marquise Chris, Dragon Bender, all that. So you can kind of see us progressing with them. Now it's kind of like us and the Pelicans are very similar in terms of where we are in our rebuild. I don't know how I don't know how you feel. I don't think the Pelicans made a lot of moves that made them a lot better, but I would rather bank on their young core than ours. Well, they they lose Lonzo Ball, they lose Lonzo. That's um, tough. Who'd they add? 
uh, they just they they traded uh, for Devontae Graham. Yeah, and they uh, they I also got rid of Steven that's another Adams score. It's another score, and I think yeah. what what Lonzo brings to a team is his versatility. Whereas mm-hmm. his shot got a lot better. Yeah, he boards and he can he can pass. Devontae Graham's a good guard. He can yeah. score and he's a good distributor as well. But is that what New Orleans really needs? Yeah. Like they no, and it, it we're all kind of in a similar boat, like you said. The Spurs are falling. I think the Spurs are going to be. I would. I mean, we're always wrong. Pop always finds a way. I thought they were going to be bad last year, but now you lose Demar Derozan, Patty Mills. Uh, They traded away Lamarcus Aldridge. That era is over, and he he actually going to try to come back. I guess uh, from his heart problem. Yeah, I'm guessing Brooklyn. Um, But there's going to be a a window, sure. But also Minnesota. Could be a, a dark be horse team if they're if they're fully healthy with Cat. Memphis Kat might in, be on the up. Yep, Memphis was in the playoffs last year. They could stay there. Um, Kings have a lot of talent, but they just don't have the depth needed right now to make that big jump. And if they are, if they make that big trade, which every, of course that's what everyone's talking about, easier said than done. Of course, they get a Ben Simmons, unlikely. Um, and there is there is a most recent report. Uh, Zach Lowe said that several teams have interest. In Ben Simmons, he listed the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Timberwolves. Kings were not mentioned. Um, so we've seen that Ben Simmons might hold out from training camp because he's very done with Philly. Can the Warriors, Spurs, and Timberwolves offer a better package than the Kings? I'd say the Warriors probably can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, the Warriors definitely can just with the Wiseman, the Wiggins. their are two picks they just made. Um, including and future picks, yeah, they they definitely have something at least to start with, and I think, and to me, that's I just don't see how the Kings could ever, unless they just stack on draft picks, ever top what the Warriors are going to offer. Um, the T Wolves offer, I'd imagine, starts with D'Angelo Russell's, like centered around it. That's yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough sell. Or I mean, I'm not saying maybe. Malik. Anthony Edwards was pretty good, but then you have, I then, you have about it. then you have a, but then you have a three headed monster of D'Lo, Ben Simmons, and and I do think they like D'Angelo Russell. Like I think they view him as like a key. key piece. I think it would take one of D'Lo or or Anthony Edwards in a trade for Ben. Simmons. I think it's, it'd probably be Anthony Edwards because I now I'm thinking about it too. I know for a fact uh, D'Angelo and Ben Simmons played high school basketball together. They yeah. both went to Montverde. Yeah, uh, in Florida, D'Lo is really close with Devin Booker and he's ben really Simmons. close with Cat, obviously. And they Kat. play together, but they, I remember that was he thing. like, yeah, he posted but like the loading. But, Anyways, don't, but don't count other teams that are making yeah. moves because if the, you know the Warriors, they uh, they missed the playoffs too last year. So they, also, they, yeah. they are, there's a spot right there. So the Spurs will be out of the plan, right? Golden State's going to be back there again. Yep. You look at the teams below us. The Pelicans do have talent. It's going to be the Kings and the Pelicans in my mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Timberwolves too. Um, going for that spot and the Kings we talked about last week we don't want them to go for the 9 10 seed we want them to be a 7 6 5 cuz what's what are you playing for at that point just a one yeah. night you one night of of postseason quote unquote basketball and then you can get sent packing like we saw with San Antonio exactly what happened to them I don't want that to happen to the Kings you work for the whole season to get to that point and I don't think the the Kings want that either which is why I think that Monty McNair is being very very aggressive in in these trades and uh, these these trade talks, I know he's getting involved in everything. He's been involved with Lillard at one point, Ben Simmons, Siakam. Uh, it just it just seems like the package of Buddy, Marvin, and Picks is not that enticing to other teams, which I can't blame them. No, 
yeah, I it's it was shocking to me that the Kings were going to get what they were going to get in the Buddy return. I was like, I mean, that to me showed like, oh, Buddy Heald has that kind of value. I mean, regardless of how you really feel about KCP and Kuzma and you know the it's, ceiling of Harold, like those are three legitimate NBA guys. Definitely. That's that, depth. That, yeah, like that, if you can pull that off, I mean, yeah, that, it, you assume if that trade goes down. The Tristan Thompson trade doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. So then the Kings have Kuzma and Harrell mm-hmm. and KCP. Or maybe I think it, was just, it would just be Kuzma and Harrell in that, for that case. Yeah, I think but, it might have been for the 22nd as well. And so. the 22nd. So, yeah. But you, you get to have another small forward. So mm-hmm. at that point, there's forward depth in Kuzma. There's power forward and center depth mm-hmm. in Montrez Harrell, who also Jason Jones of The Athletic said today, I believe on Deuce and Moe or, or 13. I can't remember who, where it was from. I think it's from Deuce and Moe this morning. That... Uh, Montrez Harrell was looking at houses. He was trying to find someone to look for a house in Sacramento. They thought the trade was over. Yes, they did. And now, okay, Tristan Thompson, that's that's fine. But Montrez Harrell and Cal Kuzma would have been a, a great better. return for Buddy Heald, mm-hmm. a person the Kings want to offload, uh, and Marvin Bagley. But it's... I'm thinking... Well, Bart Bagley would have been in that deal. My point is that yeah. it's just getting... For one of those players... Great. For both, I still have been fine with it. Is there any player out there, I'm thinking, that even makes the Kings not the worst team in the Pacific Division? Like, even if they get Ben Simmons, even if they get Pascal Siakam, does that make them any better than Phoenix, the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Warriors? And, you no. know, even then, you're in, you, that's no. it's unfair because you're, you're playing in the toughest division in if, basketball, but... If if Clay's Your healthy, cap is if Clay definitely one hundred percent if Clay's healthy because that and if you want to live in this this if world too, I mean it, Phoenix has to prove that they can do it again. I mean Chris Paul was Chris Paul's only another year older. Again, this sounds ridiculous to say when this team literally Just won the two world, finals games, two wins away from the finals, two zero in the finals. So I I'm not. It sounds stupid. It really does. The more I'm thinking about it. But, you know, Phoenix does have – they they were garbage like for 10 years. Things happen. And were good for one. It's not crazy to think maybe they'll regress you can't, somewhere you can't to the ass- We can't assume that they are going to come back and be mm-hmm. as good as they were. It'd be, also, it'd, be, it'd be malpractice to say they're going to come back and do the same thing while again. While we're still living here, the Clippers as well. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard might he's miss out time for the season. still. Yeah. Is he going to miss the whole – really I'd imagine – I'd imagine – I'd imagine – I mean, he got he, hurt late. He, he got probably, hurt in the playoffs. And it was a partial reconstruction mm-hmm. of his ACL. I'd imagine he's out until at least the spring. Yeah. Like, at least till close to the postseason. So I guess the more I'm talking about it, the door is cracked. It's at cracked. At least. I'd say getting above – if Clay misses more time – and he did suffer his injury too mm-hmm. right before training camp. It was a separate injury. Like a week before he probably won't. He, yeah, he probably – in November. He probably will not be back until December. Uh, could Golden State get off to a rough start? I mean, we've seen what happens if Steph Curry goes down and, and – and I never were wishing injury on anybody when we say this stuff, by the way. It's just if – if injuries happen, yeah, but that's kind of a bummer to to, to yeah. base it all off of injuries. Other yeah. other teams' misfortune, it's, it's messed up. And the Kings could be the last place team in the Pacific Division and still finish in the top eight in, yeah. in the in the West. Though mm-hmm. the West is just that good, mm-hmm. uh, and there is room. I one team I'm, I'm not sold on, and I'll say it again, and and people can scoff at me or whatever, but. The model of the Dallas Mavericks just is, does not it's sell not me. Right. It also, doesn't sell me. I'm not sold on them. I'm, did you I'm read not. Any of the Jason yes, Kidd stuff? It's wild. <laughs> Yo, 
I was telling my friends the other day, Luca in two years <laughs> going back to Europe. He's just going to be like, I know I just signed this Supermax, five years, 205. Y'all can keep it. I'm going back to Real Madrid. This fool's crazy. See y'all in three years. Yeah, like, I will it, see you in, when this is done. There's no way that – and where they finish this year in the standings, I, I, I just – I've never been I'm a not fan sold of their on them. play. Ever. I'm not. And, it's, and again, yeah. it's Luca deep. They're one Luca twisted ankle from not being good yeah. at all. Like yeah. Casey, uh, Casey P. Kristaps is not going to lead the team to no. the promised land. No, no. They Luca is literally the best basketball player on the planet right now. You saw in the Olympics, just ripped ripped everyone apart. Yes, him he, and Zoran Dragic. Zoran and the knockoff <laughs> Goran Dragic. Um, but it's it, yeah. There are there is a window. Teams fall out. Things happen. Nothing's for sure. Uh, Portland, another team. They have the same roster right now. Mm-hmm. They're constructed the same way. And Damian's also not happy. Dame's not happy. The Lakers, I don't Who, think. We don't know. I'm not saying the Kings are better than the Lakers. We I'm just don't know, though. The threats in the West right now, when you look at it, Utah is going to be a force. They, they're they bringing back everybody. And they, their bench, believe it or not, I do like the Rudy Gay move for them. Oh, yeah. And Hassan Whiteside, I'm Let's interested see. to see what, what a different system and like a good team he's not playing in the playoffs no but maybe Quinn Slander turns him into just like I don't know maybe he knows how to use him more correctly but uh Denver that's my final question mark that is my final team if Jamal Murray comes back in like in two months or something that's my final team I think they're gonna be a problem now the to to round out the west just looking at it I mean I we didn't mean to do this but at this point it's the (laughs) offseason this is a good conversation uh the, the the group the Kings are in right now the tier they're in I would group them with Memphis, Golden State, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that we can assume OKC and Houston are both going to be poopy next season. Yes. yes. Assume. No, they both will be poopy. Intentionally poopy. Yeah. They're gonna, so take the Spurs out, too. The Spurs probably will be bad as well. They're at le- yeah, they're going to be a wild card at least where they'll, they, they won't be high-end eight seed, that's for sure. For That means for 9 and 10, we're looking at – Memphis, Golden State, Sacramento, New Orleans, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Five teams that can go for those two spots. Because um, I'd say the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, obviously, with Russ. They're, they, they're not going to be as good as the 2020 team. Mm-hmm. But we can't deny the fact that Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, they're going to be, they're they're be a top five, six seed. Um, Clippers <laughs> Clippers could be a team I could see in the Lakers role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last season, the Lakers Thing. slipped mm-hmm. without LeBron, and they fell into a playing spot. I could see the Clippers finishing seventh or eighth. I really could. You talk about depth. I mean, that that show was kind of rely, reliant on Paul George and Kawhi being ridiculous. If you're just going to have Paul George, Paul George regular season is a problem. There's a real chance Paul George could be MVP halfway through the year, especially if Kawhi is not, not playing and, and Clippers somehow managed to continue to play well. Uh, and they keep Ibaka. Maybe Ibaka has something. interesting, that, actually, because, I mean, what we haven't seen Paul George be the best player number on one the option. team since. I mean, in OKC, he was pretty damn good. I think he finished third in MVP. Westbrook won MVP but, that uh, year, though, I think. Triple double, really? Was that triple-double year? First year? Triple uh, double? I think that was the James Harden, like, 35 and 10 year or whatever. Okay. Um, but I, I, it'll be interesting to see how Paul George can lead a team. I don't think that is a guaranteed 45 wins, 50 wins, or anything no. like that. Like, I think if if that team doesn't mesh well, they don't really have and, a lot of scoring. And more moves, again, this is going to age like milk, of course. Terrence Mann. There are more moves to be made. Uh, 
this offseason. They, teams aren't done. There's mm-hmm. still names out there. There's still moves to be made. The Kings, again, they do have the mid-level exception they can use. Well, they, they didn't use it last offseason. Well, they use it this offseason. The name we've seen attached the most to the Kings or people have been made up. There's not really a link to it, but um, Josh Hart. Mm. He's yeah. a guy that could bring depth. He rebounds. He's one of the best rebounding wings in the Insane league. Insane rebounder. Like he's like, about eight a game, nine like it a game. It doesn't make sense. It is, it's like kind of like Robin. How Robin yeah. was kind of undersized. He was like six eight, I think. Say who? Dennis Robin. Oh, Rodman. Yeah, I thought Robin. You said Robin. Robin. Like, Robin Lopez. Ro- Robin. Robin Lopez. Robin. You got you <laughs> like love Batman those. Robin? You love those Lopez Bro, brothers. Just man. wait. Just wait. We'll get one when they're like forty. Uh, Can't wait. But you add, you added a guy like him to the. I think it doesn't push the needle for the Kings, but it mm-hmm. makes them a better team. They're better defensively and better uh, on the glass. I could see the Kings even offering him the mid level exception. I I believe he's restricted. I would love that in free agency. I think he's restricted, but I think that's that could about be a sign right, trade. A kind of money he should make too is about nine to ten mil a year. That feels that feels like you're paying market value for Josh Hart. The Kings did. They there was one report. Actually, one report. Uh, that the Kings did offer Buddy in a sign-and-trade for Josh Hart. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how those financials would work out. Buddy makes $20 million they a year. Might I, need... would, I would hope that Josh Hart isn't going to get paid $20 million No, I think that the Kings have to take back someone else. I did, again, I didn't see the report yeah. that much. I assume that the, the structure was being discussed, mm. but now it's been quiet, so obviously there's been nothing. But Josh Hart is still out there. There's not that many free agents left. Like, we just looked through the yeah. list. Josh think, Hart also kind of fits more into that 2-3 kind of thing as yeah. opposed to the 3-4. Which we need more of the 3-4. Yeah. And uh, we did talk about if they do move Buddy, a guy that you liked was J.J. Reddick. Oh, yeah. Right? Love me some J.J. Uh, we, A, get a great podcast. There's potential that we can maybe hop on the, uh, what's it called, Old Man Old Man 3. three. Uh, that would be amazing just to just to hear J.J. pub sack like that. Um and, yeah, I mean, obviously, J.J.'s a great shooter. J.J.'s been in the league for freaking 15 years yeah, now forever. at this point. And uh, he, until last year, had been on a playoff team every, every year. single year of his career. Technically, he was because he finished the year with – well, he missed a year the first oh, year. Oh, I guess he missed, so, yeah. Well, he, missed, he broke yeah. his streak when mm-hmm. Zion was a rookie. Then last year he did – he was a member of the Mavericks, but he didn't play. Yeah. So only one year he's not been on a playoff team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, it brings that. Those and, are moves I'm, I'm okay with. Yeah, and he seems like the. T- I mean, he's really close with Tyrese. Tyrese works uh, in like JJ's little media sphere. He like is always on his podcast, and I think he might even have his own. Um, so that would be cool, you know. Yeah. Obviously, JJ and I think JJ would be a good good influence on all the guys. Uh, something I don't know. I don't. I don't know on the court if that would really help. He'd probably not play much though. I, I last I saw of JJ, he looked. Look pretty good. Look like he can come in and play yeah. fifteen minutes and hit two or three threes and if the kind of get momentum. If the Kings trade Buddy Heald, I'm totally on board with with signing a player like JJ, where he can just knock down threes. And uh, while Tyrese is a is a good shooter, and and Terrence Davis are as well, they're not marksmen mm-hmm. by any by any chance. They're not marksmen. They're not sharpshooters like Buddy is. So um, that's those are like the moves I can see. Again, there could be some under the radar moves that we don't see coming. I think the Kings roster is currently at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 players. No, 13, 14 because they did sign Kata. Um, Justin James has an option on his contract that yeah, needs to be decided on. The 15th, right, I think or something? Sunday? Is that Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. The Kings will need to decide on Justin James' contract by Sunday. Uh, 
I'd imagine the Kings are not picking up his option. Uh, I don't have anything else. The What are your thoughts on Kyle Guy? I know that he is gone, and he had some things to say that the Kings didn't even give him a call. We man, see that with a lot of teams, man, though, in man, sports. Man. We see it in a lot, can, a lot. Josh Hart said that about the, the Lakers, too. They didn't give him a call. I was People who, like, the Kings didn't contact him. It's a business. Okay, so, yes, that. That part, it exactly. Is. Like, okay. These are the situations that Kyle Guy was under. He was under contract with the Kings. He was signed last season with the Kings. The season ended. His contract was then over. It's over. At no point did they renegotiate a contract for hit when like they knew this date that date was coming. There was no talk or maybe there was talks. Point is they didn't reach an agreement. Dude, I'm sorry they don't need to spell it out for you're you. Free agent. That then means you're free well, like is dude, it a courtesy call? Sure. I'm sorry, but the Kings he, aren't not signing LeBron James because they didn't call Kyle Guy. Like, no one at the end of the day really cares. No, and the, the thing when you sign those contracts, you know, it, it, there's a time and date where that contract ends. And when that contract, when that time hits, like when that, I think it was 1 p.m. on the 3rd of, of August, you are, you're no longer a part of the team. Like, you're not, you're not under contract. You're a free agent. At that point, you were no, wait, just boom, 1 o'clock, you were no longer... Also, like, you're not Peja Stojakovic, my guy. Like, yeah, you, you, like you maybe played like a hundred minutes for us total thing. in like, your two, three years. Kyle Guy, well, seems like he's a great dude. Great guy, Only are good sure, things. Uh, he's a baby on the way. Congrats to him and, and his wife. And yep. it uh, it's unfortunate that that's the way things are conducted in sports. Whereas you hear that story so many times. You hear about. Even like when DeMarcus Cousins was traded, he found out in the uh, middle of an interview. We saw him find out. <laughs> uh, we see, there's video of him finding out. This happens all over the sport, not just the Kings, though. Again, I just mentioned Josh Hart. The Lakers didn't call him, and he always felt slighted because they didn't give him a courtesy call that he got traded. It's like, well, there are so many things going on behind that, that stuff. They're probably on to the next thing. It's just it's a business. Like mm-hmm. It goes without saying, thank you for your time here. Your agent. Moving on. <laughs> like, it goes without saying, thank you for your time here. Yeah. Moving on. Like, I don't think DeLon Wright got a phone call, like, saying, hey, thank you. I just, hey, you're traded. That's usually how it goes. We've seen it happen time and time again. So um, I know that a lot of people are saying, oh, the Kings, what a bad look for that. What a bad look and bad move. It's like, you know, it happens. It does happen. I wish it didn't, but it does. And it's a part of the game. It's a part of the process. And it's not going to change just overnight. It's going to always be this way, I think. Like it's cold. It is. It's it's, it's cold. We, we want to talk about. I mean, this is hard I mean, business. It's not, you know, you can't weigh situations, but you want to talk about cold. My guy Isaiah Thomas just dropped eighty one and is begging for an eighty for an NBA contract. Like yeah. this fool was like second or third in MVP. He was thirty a, year, four, a game four years ago. Thirty points a game, and he can't get on the bench somewhere. Like I and again, like I know the situations no, are not comparable, but. It's like if you want if you think what happened to you is dirty, boy. Like, I mean, again, I'm only bringing up Kings players. Demarcus Cousins has two hundred million dollars waiting for him at some bank that is that never he's gonna just never to going to collect. Like this, it's a cold. It's a cold world. business. It's it's very cold. And just by the Kings trading him alone, even if he didn't get hurt, they cost him I think about thirty million because I think the max he could have signed with. New Orleans was 180, and here he could have something like yeah. 208 or something. Yeah. He was um, going to be like the first 200 million. Yeah, it was a, the, that was the supermax. The, yeah. the, the beginning the of, of, the, of the supermax. Yep. And then his boy John Wall got it instead. <laughs> yeah. So hey, it, it's a huge, 
huge bummer to see like Kyle go and see that he's he was upset and and I didn't like seeing that because I like I enjoyed Kyle Guy when he was here. He's a part the fun on the, the yeah. fun on the bench. Like, he was part of the bench squad and stuff. And I was hoping he could um, be what we're explaining for old man JJ Reddick role. Yeah, I was hoping that could be Kyle Guy. Oh Come yeah, in for ten minutes. He was cold in college three too. He was and called a day. He was so good in college mm-hmm. and like that that game where they came back with. No business winning. I think it was the Elite Eight or Final Four, and he hit those big free throws. Oh, yeah, those final clutch four. as nails free throws. Um, he'll be missed. Yeah, but I'm sure, I mean, and he might figure out. He'll probably you know get a two play way. in the G League for a minute. He'll probably yeah. be in Santa Cruz. I, I'd imagine he'll probably he'll get close. a, a two way contract. He's he's on that you know four A baseball player you know area yeah. where it's like he, he's not. He's better than the minors, but he's not quite a a good of, enough to be a pro. And that's all, that's very common. Yeah. I mean, we saw Harry Giles rip, rip apart yep. G League. Boom. And Scal, probably Scal the same. ripped uh, apart G yeah. League and the Phoenix Suns that one game. Uh, man, I thought I thought, piece. He, I thought he was going to be yes. like, oh, oh Scal was like, like I'm, this is Giannis. We it, just got he, We don't even need Boogie. Like, after we traded Boogie, we don't even need Boogie anymore. Like, we have we Scal. minutes to Scal. Scal, 30 points and yeah. 10 boards against the Suns. Yeah, but anyways, um, that is sad. Do you have any general feelings in summer league? I mean, when we wrap it up, I mean, it, I'd like to see the rest yeah. of the, the only two games been played. It just besides Mitchell looking yeah, really I think, good. Yeah, we have to talk about at least spend five minutes on Davion Mitchell. Yeah, like, he's not five, but Davion's been amazing. I mean, everything, pretty much everything is advertised. He's been, I mean, he he murdered James Booknight. I think James <laughs> Booknight is still looking for the ball on that possession. Like he, I've never, I haven't seen. Somebody legitimately give up offensively like that in a minute. The way that Book Knight just dropped the ball, like goes between his legs, he kicks it out of bounds. Like it's he like, wanted no part of that you, possession anymore. Do you uh, you play basketball in high school? Not in high school now. Like, did you ever play play? Like, it reminds me of when I was a freshman in high school, and we scrimmage like the JV team, just oh, like man. in a practice. Yeah. And you're used to like playing your your buddies on the same team, and like you're, you're playing defense, it's practice, whatever. Then you play like the JV team in a scrimmage, and they're just picking you up with like yeah. just pre- in your face, yeah. just like oh, just pressure, like all over you, just like in your face, just yeah, chaos. And it looked like Davion Mitchell was just putting Book Knight in that kind of hell, and he just gave him no room to. Like, I know in the fourth. Book Knight got free and got a he got a, I think he had a triple and like yeah. he he had a, a layup. He ended up getting like nine points. But he was like five of sixty. Yeah, Davion Mitchell, I really think is going to be a nightmare for people in the NBA. I just I really really think he's an NBA ready defender. Um, and it's really I'm really intrigued to see how he works in an offense where he's not having to bring the ball down. He isn't having to worry about creating a shot. De'Aaron Fox is running the offense or Tyrese Halliburton and just seeing him just play defense and hustle and run the floor because it's exciting to watch. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, I've been surprised that everything else, honestly, besides his – I mean, I was impressed by his defense, but his his overall game is what's really impressed me. I wasn't expecting him to have such a good handle. He can really cross people. He's so fast that his little step-back move, we saw like two or three people get left in the dust. Uh, He – I said he reminds me a little bit just like the way he moves his body a lot like Isaiah. Like he he really is a clunky, small dude, but throws his body around and is so fast that like it's aggressive almost in like the way that he moves. Um, His passing was, you know, it was whatever he said, I think, in the second California Classic game that he was trying to really 
it was either the, yeah, where he had ten and nine. Was that the first? That was the first. Uh, that was summer the first league summer league in game. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, he said he was really he which was making pro- a focus on passing the ball, getting his teammates. Which was the, the game he also locked down book night. Yeah, exactly. it was an all around just imp- that was the best. Yeah. I, I know he scored twenty three in the first game in California Classic, no. but seeing him go for ten nine and play that kind of defense, I think that's yeah, that's you. You're much better talker than I. That is the point of what I'm trying to say is that like the I would I was much more impressed with his. 10 9 than his 23 yeah. whatever whatever that he had in sack. I just think that's a more realistic of a box score that we can expect from him and B I just didn't know he had that kind of overall game in his in his in his game. I didn't think he I mean, I knew he would be able to get at least 10 points but yeah. the 9 assist I was shocked by that to me shows that maybe maybe De'Aaron might run some off ball this year. Especially if De'Aaron's working on his shot the way mm-hmm. he is. And, and Tyrese also is a guy who can be a, an eight assist. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a guy who can definitely be a distributor. He averaged five a yeah. game off or four a game off the bench. Um, I think he averaged five assists per game last year. He did average five. Tyrese did. So um, the fact that, that Davion can score if he needs to, he's done it in college and he's been doing it during the, the California Classic and, and Vegas Summer League, could mean that. Tyrese Halliburton can run point guard, or Davion Mitchell can bring the ball down. Um, but I also think it can go any way. It's very, very versatile. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we can go over every scenario. Tyrese, bring it down. Davion, De'Aaron. It all works. The three-guard lineup, though, I'm really excited to see it because they all can play good like, good to very good defense. Uh, they all can distribute the ball, respectively. I know that people, like we talked about last week, were giving, giving me some lip on Twitter that Davion had one assist over 30 minutes. And it's like, okay, if you're watching the game, yeah. he had a lot of good looks to other teammates, and they just didn't finish. It was a painful game. Um, oh, the first game? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he got many good assists, looks. and I think the Kings shot like 35% from the field. He had about four or five dimes for open looks mm-hmm. that were missed. Not that he, it's summer league. You man. make three like, of those though. You're, you're it's passing a them to game. G leaguers or yeah. not even G leaguers, like rookies in the NBA. Those are just those are going in. Yeah, like, you, imagine if he's knocking those looks or, or passing those over to Harrison Barnes or Buddy Heald or whoever's going to be on the team next year. I mean, it's a better chance that those go in. So I'm not looking at those numbers again. In his summer league, uh, it's good to see him out there and looking comfortable. As the most, thing. he doesn't look key. he doesn't look lost. He doesn't look like he's running off his head cut off. He's not throwing away bad turnovers. He's play, he's playing the best defense probably out of anyone there, and I'm not saying to be biased. I mean, I've been watching; it's been on my yeah. TV all. I mean, it, it's it's noticeable. It's, it's big time defense. The Kings as a whole are playing the best defense of any team yeah. in the summer league. They look a lot better no in one Vegas. Else is focused, yeah. Oh, yeah. Than they did yeah. at the California Classic. Yeah. No one is is the Kings have a clear defensive focus for their summer league team, where they are really getting after it. And I think Bobby uh, Bobby Jackson has kind of alluded that. It's a little bit because of Davion Mitchell, just because in practices he's so intense and and really brings up the the competition level in practices. And I think just the fact that they went through the California Classic, they've been practicing for like two weeks now of just really hard, intense practices. And I think they're coming into these games and finding that the games are easier than the practices they're doing. And, That's at least what it looks and like. And then you look at who else is on that coaching staff now who's, who's influencing the Douglas. defense. Douglas Christie. Yeah. So. Uh, really cool seeing him yeah. in those videos, by the way. Just working yeah. with it was uh, him and Tyrese, Davion yeah. and Tyrese working out, and Doug was in there setting, um, screens. setting screens. Yep, and uh, it's really cool, man. Yeah. I'm excited to see Doug out there uh, during the regular season. But yeah, we were talking about looking comfortable. Uh, real quick, mm. what do you think about Jamias? What do you th- do? You think he's maybe carving better. out a couple minutes here? Do you think he's 
probably going to find himself in a similar situation, except maybe you know on a two way or well, not right two-way, now but finding his way between Stockton and Sack. Or right now, as things stand, like he has to be in Stockton mm-hmm. because there's too many guards, yeah. uh, Buddy Tyrese, Terrence Davis. There's just too many options at the at the two spot. So, but if that Buddy Heald move gets made and the Kings roll in the next year with Tyrese and Terrence Davis, that brings up Jemias to third option. So he's traveling with the team. He'll be on the roster. Uh, but I'm really happy with. He looked really, really bad in that last California mm-hmm. Classic game. He was forcing a lot. I think he just you know, he was starting. That was kind of his first shot uh, starting getting big minutes since probably college. Because if you think about his role even in the G League bubble, he got hurt early and didn't get much of a chance to run. That was arguably the most run he's had since he was in college uh, in an NBA setting. So kind of knocked the rust off. And then he looked really good in the first game. At the end, he kind of came on in Vegas. At the first game, he came on at the end, knocked down a lot of shots to put that game away. And then yesterday, uh, or two days ago, yeah, I think he was five of eight from the field and mm-hmm. in, in double digit points again. He looks comfortable, yeah. and he he is kind of a, a bigger player than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of, I thought he was more like I think he's like six four, right? He's six, like six four, but he's probably like two ten. He's pretty sized up, yeah. yeah. He's pretty sized up, so he's a guy for sure. We need youth. There needs to be youth on the team, mm-hmm. and if they move Buddy Heald and they they choose not to go get another guy, like if they don't get a JJ Redick or get a guy to kind of slide in and be a sharpshooter. I hope he can kind of be that guy to become one because what are we doing if we're not believing in the guys we have? Same with Robert Woodard. I know he's struggling, but these young guys that the Kings have in Summer League, I know it's Summer League, but you want them to do well. It makes yeah. you feel better about them going to, to next season. It's not the tell-all. It's yeah. not going to determine the rest of their careers. But Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Is Well... You want them to you, you, want, them to you want them to look good. You definitely don't want them to look bad. No, and right now, yeah, Bob Woodard is looking bad, and Jemias is bad looking better. And that's so. that's it's concerning. And yeah, like you said, you can't you can't see someone play good and be like, well, Aaron Neesmith dropped thirty on twelve of sixteen. He's going to be a problem next year. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that. But also, on the other side, you can be like. Look, Jemai or uh, uh, Robert Woodard is what has nine points in throughout all of his summer yeah, league like, games. He, he, he's got eight turnovers. The shots aren't falling. It's not falling. And, he he's also playing with the bench unit. I don't know if that has something to do with his comfortability yeah. or if that's also just not helping. Um, but also, you got to be able to rise above it. Like in the NBA, you're going to get your minutes, and you got to make the most of them, regardless of the situation. Well, when it comes to like summer league, too, in the the main point is. It's all about the box scores. Uh, shout out to the first yeah. comment that was ever left on our our podcast. <laughs> These guys just read box scores. Uh, well, sir, uh, in summer league, it's not about reading the box scores at all. It's it's about the, the fact that we're seeing Davion Mitchell play incredible defense on on respected draft picks, and uh, he looks comfortable in the offense uh, with or without the ball. It's about looking at Robert Woodard, who is missing wide open jump shots, which we we noticed at the first game, uh, the first couple minutes at the California Classic, we we noticed wow, Woodard's getting a lot of open looks and they're not going in. It, ugly. Um, it, it didn't look good. So, looking at how those guys are operating in the offense, like Lewis King looks explosive. I didn't know he had that in his bag with that big dunk he had yeah. the other day. Um, Jamias Ramsey is is knocking down good looks. He had a couple step backs uh, in the first game and second game that I thought were really impressive too. So, it comes down to how they look in the flow of the game. The flow of the offense and the defense, both sides of the ball, and that's where you determine where you stand on them, and that's where you see Nemias, uh, or not Nemias, Nemias, I'm mixing, uh, in Nemias Kada. He mm-hmm. got a two-way contract uh, after, it was not the first game, that wasn't the only thing, you, just, you see how he operates mm-hmm. 
in the flow of the game. He pulls down rebounds so easily, and he he can clean up around the glass. That's the guy you want on the team. So when it comes down to next year, uh, G League or the Kings NBA squad, certainly is not going to determine all of that, but it'll give you an idea. And yeah. I think Jemias Rams right now is showing, hey, I'm probably a better option to roster than than Justin James. Mm-hmm. So that. that's kind of at the point we're at with that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're we're one. Jemias Ramsey, good game on Friday night away from, from Justin James not being brought back, which probably is going to happen anyway, but final nail in the coffin. Um, last thing, you brought it up, and I just want to get make sure that this podcast gets as many views as possible, so we're going to talk, or we're even just going to say his name, Namias Keita. Namias Keita. Uh, we need those Portuguese views, so we're going we're gonna to do yeah, a little Namias Keita. That tweet <laughs> that like they uh, they tagged... Like it was tweets from myself, James Ham, uh, Matt George, and Deuce. And look at this! Like they're seven hundred eighty retweets, and then like six thousand likes. It's it's, just, it's and that's like you tweeting Namias Love. I think it's a Portuguese basketball site. Yeah, so just tweeting Namias Love. <laughs> so yes, uh, Namias Keita is the first Portuguese born. Uh, Basketball player. And he's, never been to, he's never been to a game before. Never been to an NBA game before, which he explained in his number choice, which um, I don't fully understand, but as long as he gets it. Um, yeah, Namias Keita, I, it's brutal. Summer League is brutal for big men. Like, you're never, you know, the the guard, people who are handling the ball are trying to themselves show that they belong in the NBA. It's not going to be sexy to do a nice little dump down pass to the big guy and have him throw it in. It's just not going to happen. That's not what Summer League's game is. That's not what it's for. I do think that Namias Keita will be a force in the G League, though. Yes, and that's where I'm getting at is he is the largest human in Summer League right now. It's very apparent. Uh, if he plays a lot of minutes in, in Stockton, I, I'm not sure how that – well, he's on a two-way, so he probably will. Uh, he's he's going to be a pro, like 2020. He's like mobile. He's not like a clunky, can very barely mobile. move around. He's very mobile. It's like wow, very. I can't believe he's that big and he's oh, that shot. agile. He's very agile, and uh, it's it's not like he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this last week too, just how it, it doesn't like he's in quicksand or anything. Mm-hmm. Like how I saw him Whiteside looked. He actually looks very mobile, and it's it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's something uh, interesting. We'll we'll probably. Uh, if we're desperate for views, we'll we'll do a, a Kata segment yep, per just week a or episode. something. Just well, just to uh, just well, a clip and then share. When the season's like a week or two away, we'll probably do pre- uh, position breakdowns like we did Ooh. for oh, the end of the season. We'll do it for previewing the yep. next season. So so we'll do a whole Kata episode. Yes, just so, for him. <laughs> just just for him and just for them. We we'll love tag, we love uh, if we gain any Portuguese. And we'll tag that account. Yeah. We uh, hello first. Hi, uh, hi. How's how it you, going? How do you say it in Portuguese? Ugh, I don't know. We love to learn. So. Love to learn, so let us know. I love Bruno Fernandez, Manchester United player. He's there you great. go. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's, Summer that's all I got. Summer League continues. <laughs> we went an hour on Summer League offseason. So. We did, and talking about other stuff. But yeah. uh, next week, <laughs> we are having a special guest yes. on, I believe, Monday, Bobby yes. Gerald. Bobby Gerald. Hoop Obsession. Uh, I feel like Bobby Gerald's like, um, like an indie band where he's like, he's your <laughs> like your podcaster's favorite podcaster. Yep. He's not a podcaster, but like he is like your media member's favorite media member. 
Like those who know, he's, know a deep, he's a deep cut. Deep cut is what. But I'm getting. those who know, those the who real know, ones know. No, Bobby Gerald is basketball, college is basketball, like, college basketball maestro. He know. I mean, I, I used to. I think he used to hop on with uh, with James Ham for his pre-draft show. That I feel like I would learn more in that episode than yep. all six episodes We're, of um, whatever. You know. Oh yeah, we're gonna ask him just his general thoughts on on some mm-hmm. of the, the young kings that have been playing and. Any other young guys around the uh, summer league? He's been he's been there in Vegas for the last couple of days and gets back this weekend. So looking forward to talking to Bobby. Bobby, uh, also son of Sarah yeah, he comes from royalty. <laughs> he comes from royalty. Yeah. It's it's never fun the when G-Man. you know you're like uh, Steph Curry is Del Curry's yeah. son, but you know Bobby Gerald is the great Gary Gerald's. He is. Son. He is. That should be mentioned. It should. So uh, yeah, greatness is in his in his blood, and uh, it'll be joining us. Uh, I believe on Monday we're planning on recording. So be on the lookout for that. Um, be on the lookout for more King Summer League action. I believe they play uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. So mm-hmm. they play on Friday. And then I think Sunday. they have one more Sunday then before, they the, uh, the tournament. before the tournament. Yep. Before the uh, victory in Vegas. Victory in Vegas. Hashtag it. We know what's happening. Let's get those 2014 get shirts ready. out. Uh, I'm going to put a large sum of money on the Kings to win uh, the Summer League championship. So. That's a bad idea. It is. Don't bet on summer league kids. <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> call call one eight hundred gambler. Call one eight hundred gambler. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for right. me. Uh, Frankie, you good? I'm good. Frankie is great. Good. He is actually great. He's uh, rolling in dough now. For uh, Frankie Cardicelli, I'm Chris Watkins. We will see y'all uh, very very soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.